Hello and welcome to the check-in for community connection and conversation each weekday here on KBIA. And if there ever was a Monday when we needed to check in together to see how we're doing, it might be a day like today. Citizens across the country and beyond this weekend have spilled onto the streets to call for justice for George Floyd and Floyd's killing coming after two others so close together, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, just this month. And after a decade and more of killings of unarmed black citizens, many people all over the country and internationally are saying enough is enough. And many are questioning what's happening and what do we do now? This crisis arises from another crisis, a global pandemic that has taken taken a disproportionate toll on African-American and Hispanic communities. So today we're going to address some of these issues and the questions about how we go forward. We're checking in with three guests today. We'll talk first with Ms. Mary Ratliff, the president of the NAACP's Columbia chapter. Ms. Ratliff has spent decades working for change in Columbia and has spent a lot of time talking with city leaders and police leaders about how to bring change in our systems. She'll join us today to give her perspective. We're also going to talk with Dr. Randall Williams, director of the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services as Boone County embarks today on two full days of testing at Hickman High School. We'll see what's behind that effort. And we'll wrap up today's program with Boone County Clerk Brianna Lennon because tomorrow is Election Day in mid-Missouri. We're deciding on a school board seat, a city council seat, and a school bond issue. And if you are wondering how things can and should change in our country right now, one good place to start is voting. So we'll discuss voting with Brianna Lennon today. You can join today's discussion on all of the above as a citizen of Boone County and Missouri and America or a citizen of the world. What's on your mind? There's a lot to talk about. We'd like to hear from you. Are you participating in the marches and protests taking place here in Columbia? Are you participating in voting tomorrow? And uh, Ms. Mary Ratliff, let's start with you first. Welcome to the check-in. Thank you. Now, you've been involved uh, in so much for so long, so you're a really good person for us to check in with today. Um, But most recently, over the weekend, Friday, you were involved in marches here in Columbia, um, the the marches that are calling for justice. Um, And so let me just start with what are your thoughts on this Monday after participating in and seeing these events unfold in recent days? Uh, actually, I participated in one Friday, and and, and uh, uh, I don't know if you know that there was one last night. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. on Broadway, mm-hmm. um, peaceful demonstrations. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very impressed with with our young people and and the way they are handling this because we we know that we can no longer sit sit still, be quiet uh, while our people continue to be killed. Our black men can continue to be killed, our black people, I should say, because women are uh, also involved. Mm-hmm. Um, we are calling for, um, and I will share this right up front, that on, on, on Saturday, uh, the NACP is sponsoring um, a, a protest uh, from 1 to 3 at the courthouse, starting at the courthouse, and we hope you all will all come out and support that. We want to say from the community, the entire community, that we are, we are like the entire country. That we are are tired of being sick and tired of of, of the killings, of the, of the mistreatments, um, uh, the fact that African American folks, you know, with this coronavirus, that 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 they bear the brunt of that, and and all of this has to do 
with their economic conditions, social economic conditions uh, in our community. And we want to be able to uh, say to the community that, uh, uh, to the world, that we are, are with the, the protesters um, as far as trying to make changes concerned. We are calling for, um, and, and the reason why we are really demonstrating, we're calling for the arrest of all of the police officers uh, in, involved in the killing of mm-hmm. Mr. Lloyd, uh, not just uh, the person who had his foot or his leg, his knee mm-hmm. on his neck. Mm-hmm. We think that those other police officers, if I were to be in a car and um, an individual were to murder someone, come back and get in the car, I sit there, watch that happen, take mm-hmm. off with them, I would be arrested as an accomplice. Yes. Um, the police officers have a much higher standard. Um, mm-hmm. The police officer that stood there actually did nothing. I guess he was guarding the crowd to make sure that no one interfered. Um, is just as, as it, he is guilty of allowing a murder to take place because his job also is to, to help protect the safety. And so we have to say this must stop. This, this discrimination must stop. And we, the only way it is going to stop is for us to stand up, for the people to stay silent and think that it's just going to go away. It's not going to go away. That's why I have I started holding those community meetings so that we could, you know, openly talk about race relations um, as it relates to Columbia because I believe that, that each community uh, has to work its own community. Um, I, have, I have been pleased with, with the, the response, some of the responses that we have received here, but we know that we still, as far as employment is concerned, as far as the police department is concerned, we're still, um, we, we still don't have uh, adequate representation at the city. We still don't have adequate representation at the police department. And, and, you know, I know people say that this is hard to do, it's hard to get people to move to Columbia, et cetera. Like, we have to work at it, and we have to devise a way in which we can keep our African-American folks here who prepare themselves for some of the positions that we have here. We have to change the socioeconomic status of African-American people for us to have. And we are saying, we are saying that we want, as Dr. Barbie said, we are all about peace, but we are, uh, we're, we're not about patience. We can no longer continue to be patient, as folks say, let us work on it. All right. Well, I want to ask you more about a lot of what you've just said, Ms. Ratliff. Let me just remind our listeners that we're talking with Mary Ratliff, the president of the Columbia chapter of the NAACP. We're talking about the justice for George Floyd movements, um, how to go forward. Uh, you can join our discussion. Are you participating in some of these uh, marches? Um, Ms. Ratliff, and before we forget, you mentioned that there's a, a march or a, a gathering at the courthouse. What day did you say that is from 1 to 3 p.m.? Saturday, June 6th. From Saturday. One to, mm-hmm. It's just in its formative stages, but, but we will have, have that Saturday from 1 to 3. Okay, thank you. And you were just mentioning, Ms. Ratliff, the um, you know, the what's going on with the police, the fact that police uh, not only killed George Floyd, but also several stood by and watched it happen, even as citizens were begging them not to. And you have talked to a lot of police. You've spent years, is my understanding, and you can tell us more about about your involvement, talking to the chief of police here in Columbia at various 
ones. Uh, being involved in cities, city review boards, city committees, does this does this work? Do police review boards work? That, that the police review board that 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 came out that we thought was going to be the law of the land. Um, I feel like it's been watered down to the degree, and uh, you know, it's been changed from uh, from when it started. It's been watered down uh, okay. to the degree that I I am I don't the citizen of Columbia don't feel comfortable uh, with where we are with it right now uh, because it started out uh, as a police review board, and I know that we have uh, I feel that we have too much police uh, uh, intervention uh, in in that committee, uh, as I'm told. Okay. Uh, that, that makes it uh, weaker than we had planned that it be, and I think that we got to take another look at that, um, at that particular issue. I, we are having, you know, I will say that we, uh, uh, in our meeting with the police department, uh, our police department um, under under uh, Jeff Jones, um, we have a good working relationship. Before the community is concerned, we realize that w- w- that out there. The, the, the officers that are out there were already out there, and we are calling for some extensive training for the, uh, and sensitivity for those those officers. And I would I would say that on Friday, um, the police were uh, allowed the, the the demonstrators to to demonstrate without interference. Um, and uh, on uh, last evening. Um, uh, in particular, I was called. I didn't know about the, the, the demonstration that was going to take place, but I was called, and I did go down uh, to, to, to I try to help make sure that, that our people are as safe as possible when, when they're doing what they do because uh, there is a way to do it uh, uh, safely, to say what we need to say without being violent or, or looting or any of those kinds of things. And, and the young people that were handling I've been so impressed with both groups. Um, that the Friday's group and the uh, last night's group, they were both, they handled it well, professionally and peacefully. Um, and uh, uh, certainly um, I'm glad that they are out there and I'm glad they're doing it peacefully That because that's the way we want it. We not, we're not going to let up when we talk about being peaceful but not being patient. We cannot patiently sit by and, 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 and what we need, we are working, we, our job is to work with the, the nationally with the whole group to make sure that those police officers, that all of those police officers are, are arrested and charged. We are not satisfied with just one person. It was like we were being pacified by having one person uh, arrested the one the, the one individual that had his leg on the ne- neck, but I looked at the other police officers who were involved and the one standing there. We cannot afford for the we cannot afford to just sit by and allow that to happen. Yeah, Ms. Ratliff, uh, thank you so much for for your perspective today. And we want to continue these conversations this week on the check-in. So we'd love to have you join us, give perspective anytime. And and you have um, participated in our You Don't Say project, which is looking at history. So we want to keep your voice and perspective um, and keep these conversations going. But, you you know, you've mentioned a couple of times, if I can just get one last question with you today, um, you've mentioned that you're you're tired, um, and you you have been doing this for decades. You've been involved in these conversations for decades. Um, what are your thoughts for how to go forward? Do you feel like you you need to um, look at this more radically and more urgently 
than ever now? Um, do you feel like you're having the same conversations over and over? What, what are your thoughts on how to go forward right now? How to go forward right now? You know, the, pro- the, big, the, the problem uh, that we have is that the African-American person um, is discriminated against every day. I got a call. I got an email from uh, a female minister here that talked about the fact that they went to a Walmart store here in Columbia to get some material for a mask, mm-hmm. and that there was two white ladies at the desk, and, and they standing at the desk, and they helped them um, right there at the desk. When, she, when her time came and she stepped forward to the desk, that the lady that was doing the cutting of the material took mm-hmm. her scissors and waved her back and said, you have to stand back there. Hmm. Uh, she noted that the other two ladies came to the counter, but she stepped back there, and then she got her material. Yeah. She, and she did not leave the area. And then she noticed that as soon as she left, when she left the area, that another white lady stepped up, got her material, took it to the desk, stood there while they cut it with no nothing. And, of course, she called the manager's. And, you know, that, and, and, of course, they said they would take care of it, et cetera, et cetera. But these are the kinds of things that we experience all the time. And until we change the economic conditions of African-American people, there's not going to be any peace in this country. We have, to, we have never been given our full rights, and we are demanding them. Well, I hear you, Ms. Mary Ratliff. Thank you. That was an important anecdote to share. We need to hear that. Thank you for sharing it. And uh, please stay in touch and uh, please take care. Do you have anything to add? No, I okay. thank you all for, for having all right. me. All right. Thanks, Ms. Ratliff. Uh, let me just remind our listeners you are listening to The Check-In here on KBIA. Uh, we're talking about several issues today. We're talking about the Justice for George Floyd movements that are unfolding um, across the country. We were just speaking with Ms. Mary Ratliff. Um, and Ms. Ratliff mentioned um, some of the systemic issues. She mentioned the health uh, that African-Americans um, are you know disproportionately affected by the coronavirus crisis. Um, let's bring in Dr. Randall Williams now, who's going to talk with us, uh, possibly help us unpack a couple of these issues um, in the short time that he has with us today. But also we're talking about two days of testing going on here in Columbia starting uh, this morning. Uh, Dr. Williams, thanks for checking in with us and welcome. Well, thank you. And I have to thank the gracious people here at Jesse Hall. I was just out at Hickman High School uh, helping with the testing, watching that. And I needed a quiet place, and they were very gracious up here to let me come use a conference room. So and greatly appreciative to the University of Missouri for finding me a place to talk with you. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, thank you, and thanks to Jesse Hall. Um, Dr. Williams, which you probably just heard our conversation with Ms. Ratliff. I want to hear about the testing that's going on for two days. But if you don't mind, let me ask, uh, because you're a great person to ask, really, about the the testing efforts, but also um, the disproportionate um, impact on this coronavirus crisis on African-American and Latino communities. Um, let me just start, though, with a very specific question about the testing. Are you all um, at the department able to reach out um, to some of these communities about testing and about some of this information um, that communities that might not have as good internet access or might not be as well connected? What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, absolutely. With any novel emerging virus, and, and I've, I've been through these before, uh, Zika is the one that comes to mind. We learn uh, things as we go along, and, and certainly one that we've seen uh, with COVID-19 is its disproportionate effect in morbidity and mortality among African Americans especially. And so uh, as we try to find ways to remedy that, uh, one of the ways is, is testing. So I was up with Athenia in North St. Louis uh, where for about two weeks we've done very vigorous testing and robust testing, trying to identify as many people as we can. When I went up there, it was very interesting to me how appreciative people were. I think we did eight mobile testing sites in uh, parking lots where it was just very easy to walk up or drive up and do the testing. And I was just overwhelmed. These are people who are you know, mostly asymptomatic. When I asked them why, uh, would motivate them to, you know, come out and wait and do that. They said, you know, most of them just want a kind of peace of mind and thought they might have been exposed to a loved one or they were worried about being around a loved one who was at high risk. And we certainly saw that in North St. Louis. So uh, we, the, the, it's been great. I can't thank the governor enough for really getting behind this and inspiring this. So we were in 12 counties about three weeks ago checked 3,000 people, of which nine were positive, and one of those was the third ward of Kansas City, where we felt like we hadn't had as much robust testing. And now we're in six counties. Uh, we're in Jackson and Green and Boone and St. Charles and Jefferson and Cape Girardeau the last two weeks. We finish up on Friday. Again, today, talking to people was just overwhelmed. Uh, we've had, we planned to do 1,000 tests, and we're at 1,300 and more coming. Uh, more people are, are, are uh, calling in. Uh, and they're just so appreciative to have a chance just to do it so easily. They drive up. They register online. Not register by phone. They come up. Uh, they get their information, put it into a computer, test them, and they're gone in 10 minutes. And so um, get the results probably back in about five to seven days. And so it, it's been incredibly gratifying to see how well-received it's been. All right. Let me just remind our listeners that you're listening to the check-in on KBIA, and we're talking with Dr. Randall Williams, Missouri's health director, about the health of our communities and about two full days of testing that's happening today and tomorrow at Hickman High School. Are you participating in the testing? Are you on the list? Um, are you worried about disparities in healthcare during this pandemic? We can ask uh, Dr. Williams about that as well. Um, the experience of Black and minority Americans being highlighted um, during this coronavirus and in rather tragic ways right now. What's on your mind? Any of the above? Uh, Dr. Williams, unfortunately, we just have a couple of minutes, but I'm glad we got a chance to check in with you on the testing. Can you just um, give us a sense of what the goal is for the testing today here in Boone County? Yeah, the goal is is to give people who otherwise are mostly probably asymptomatic, uh, who would like to come in and just find out um, what their status is. It's a nasal swab. It tells you whether you have an active infection. So we're doing as a service to those people who uh, might not uh, otherwise get tested. And then the second thing is it incredibly helps us with our decision-making. Uh, as we present uh, options to the governor and he has to make decisions, uh, it's uh, incredibly helpful to see what our positivity rate is, what, what percentage of the population just walking around um, is uh, testing positive. That's very helpful. Mm. Uh, it also, uh, we've done it in 12 counties. We're doing six counties more. We're getting, we'll do more counties coming up. 
uh, as we look at this. And so it gives us a snapshot as we kind of uh, uh, move into recovery away to make sure that we don't have any smoldering infections, what we call clusters, whether that be in an area, geographic, or a community, or a business, or a, a congregated living facility. So it, it enables us, as we move forward, to be very vigilant to any infection that might be trying to smolder and reemerge. All right. Dr. Randall Williams, thanks so much for joining us on the check-in today. We appreciate you taking the time, and good luck with the testing that's going on today and tomorrow. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Uh, all right. And uh, for our last topic of today's program, Election Day is tomorrow. If you're wondering how you can be part of the change uh, in the world today, um, you can start tomorrow by voting. So we're talking with uh, Boone County Clerk Brianna Lennon today about voting. Welcome, Brianna Lennon, to the check-in. Hi, thanks for having me. So polls open at 6 a.m. tomorrow across Boone County, um, and this election is happening during a global pandemic. And a lot else going on. And this is something that you've been preparing for for months. How will tomorrow's election day be different from inside your operations? So um, thankfully, we did have this extra time to prepare. Um, one of the big things that we had to make sure is that we had enough um, personal protection equipment. And so we do have uh, partly from the Secretary of State's office and partly from being able to obtain some of it, masks that uh election judges can wear face shields that the Como STEM Alliance have made for us, um, hand sanitizer from Dogmaster Distillery, and uh, these plexiglass shields that will make sure that voters and election judges have a barrier between them. So uh, from our standpoint, we are in the process of having poll workers picking up ballots and equipment to set up the polling places and uh, feel pretty good about where we are right now. All right. Brianna Lennon, you also really led the charge, co-led the charge to change absentee balloting at the state level. And the state legislature passed changes to absentee balloting um, during this pandemic and this election year. Uh, Can you give us an update on what's changed and when that takes effect? So I am hopeful at this point in time, um, the legislation is on Governor Parsons' desk. Uh, it has not been signed yet, so it's not in effect yet. Okay. Um, if if it does go into effect, it'll be in effect for the August and November elections, So Okay. That's great. And, uh, Brianna Lennon, what would, what would be the changes? So there's two main changes. One is that it would add an additional excuse to the absentee voting list of excuses. Right now there are six. This would add a seventh one for anyone that is high risk for COVID-19 infection, and they would be able to request an absentee ballot, and it would not have to be notarized, and that just brings some clarification to the absentee process. There's also a second avenue called a mail-in ballot, which is similar to an absentee. You still have to request one, um, although you would only be able to request it in person or by mail. You would not be able to email us or use our online portal to do that, but you could request it. And it does not require an excuse at all. Uh, it does require a notary. So if you use a mail-in ballot, it would have to be notarized, and then it would have to be mailed back to our office. 
Okay, let me just remind our listeners we're talking with Boone County Clerk Brianna Lennon about voting. Tomorrow's Election Day in mid-Missouri. You might be thinking about right now that it's time for, for change. Things can't go on business as usual, and one place you can start is voting. Let us know if you're planning to vote tomorrow. Are you more resolved than ever to exercise your right to vote? Um, or do you uh, have concerns about voting during the pandemic? Let us know. Um, Brianna, what were you happy with the changes that the state legislature made for absentee voting? Um, they didn't go quite as far, I believe, as you wanted. Right. So I think that they um, they were a bipartisan passage, which I was very um, encouraged by. Mm-hmm. And I think that they offered an avenue to be able to allow voters to vote safely if they do not want to go to the polls. So I am hopeful uh, that it does get signed so that we can put it into effect for the August and November uh, elections. But there are obviously some um, additional changes that that could be made in the future, but um, I'm satisfied with where we are right now. Brianna, did you have an increase in people requesting mail-in ballots? Do you feel like the word got out on that? And, and do you have a number on how many people did requested request the mail-in for, for this election, for tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. So um, combined together, the people that came in to vote absentee and mailed ballots, mm. um, that number is about 4,800 right now. Okay. Um, of that, my last good number when I broke it out a couple days ago, about 4,300 of those were by mail. So everybody else is in person, but the large majority of them are by mail. And that's compared to in April of 2019, we had 985 people requesting absentee ballots. Wow. So it's a, it's a huge increase. It looks way more like a general election than it does a municipal election. Okay. Um, are you, what are your concerns? Are you concerned about turnout being down a little bit for people who didn't get organized enough to make that request um, or, or any other concerns that you have for tomorrow? Um, I actually think that we will see a pretty steady turnout. Um, I think with the interest that we've had in the number of people voting absentee, uh, there may be a larger percentage of the overall turnout that is absentee versus in person. Um, But we've been fielding phone calls today from voters that need to know their polling places and want to know what's on the ballot. And so I think that we will still have a pretty steady stream of people voting tomorrow as well. All right. And one question that people always have, I think, or there's sometimes confusion is about voter ID. What do people just need to bring with them if they are voting in person tomorrow? So they just need to bring a form of ID. It can be the voter ID card that they get in the mail from our office. It can be a driver's license, a um, utility bill, a uh, student ID. Any form of those IDs is perfectly fine. And if you have no idea at all, there is a provisional ballot available that you could fill out as long as you're registered to vote. All right. Brianna Lennon, anything else that you'd like people to keep in mind before tomorrow's uh, Election Day? and look up where your polling place is going to be. We've had a number Mm -hmm. of changes and um, doing our best to make sure that everyone is aware that a lot of the polling places um, we've had to use schools for and CPS and Southern Boone Schools have been fantastic with allowing us to do that. So please go on our website. You can look yourself up and look up your uh, polling place 
based on your voter record, or we have a map uh, of all of the different polling places that you can search by address if you'd like to do that. All right. Brianna Lennon, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on a very, very busy time for you. Uh, Thank you and good luck tomorrow and stay well. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Brianna. All right. That's it for today's check-in. Thanks for joining us. Thanks also to Ms. Mary Ratliff, Dr. Randall Williams, and Boone County Clerk Brianna Lennon for joining us today. Remember, tomorrow is Election Day. And as you heard Brianna Lennon, our Boone County Clerk, say, look up your polling place. Um, And don't forget to vote. Also, Saturday, June 6th from 1 to 3, a gathering uh, justice for George Floyd gathering at Boone County Courthouse. That comes from Mary Ratliff and the NAACP. The check is produced by Christopher Husted and me with KBIA News Director Ryan Vermuliner, Zia Kelly, and Hannah France. Uh, We also would like to know where you're at right now in these difficult times. It's a voicemail. You can let us know what's on your mind at 877-532-0971. You can also find that number at kbia.org. Thanks for checking in today. We'll be back here tomorrow, same time, same place. I'm Janet Saidi. Stay well and stay in touch.